church. But on that day, the Lord opened my eyes and I saw a multitude of, of cherubs visited. And when that happens, what normally when God reveals that you see it, something will trigger immediately after them. Because they do not come without a particular mandate. And suddenly, God busted open in the meeting. And if you look at that meeting, it went totally contrary to what we planned. We had a plan. We could not turn to that plan until three hours was over and went to the fourth hour. Because the Lord visited his people. Now, let me say something to you, therefore, beloved. If you were not in that night vigil, the first thing I would tell you is that God spoke in the night vigil very strongly. The first thing God spoke about is like a rebuke. And then he admonished. You know what the Lord told us very firmly? The Lord wants his children on earth to know this. We are in the third recession. Write down what I say. Let it be proclaimed among the nations. Many years ago, God told me, and I saw in an open vision, when the Western world was forgiven the debt of Africa. And I told you in this house, the Lord said that I should see some years was wind up before me, and I saw Europe farmed, famished. There was a big famine in Europe. And the Lord said, I shall be farming in the continent of Europe. He that forgiveth the debt of others shall beg for money. For I am the Lord. In the midst of this uprising, he said to me, there will be three crashes in your global finance. And I told you. And the Lord said that in the crashes of finance that is coming, as you see, the first crash happened, it triggered into the second crash. And a period thereafter, the third crash happened in that vision. Now we have had the first and the second. We are now in the third. But let me say something to you. Why will God allow economy to crash? It's just one reason. God said... Because the people have raised their heart against God, and the nations believe that they are the God of themselves, the Lord said, I will offset their agenda that they will say, all our theories are failing. You have been hearing that from the minister, the, 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 um, uh, the, the previous chancellor in, in, uh, in England, uh, and the governor of Central Bank of United Kingdom have said it. You know, when we Brexited, he said that all our economic forecasts have not been happening as we thought. You have heard it from the uh, OECD and other organizations like World Trade Organization that things are happening not the way they thought. Okay? But the, 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 what, what really gives me concern, which you and I must be very careful about these days, in the midst of the crash, he spoke about United Kingdom. He calls it the Great Britain. He said, look at Great Britain. And I saw Great Britain going from nation to nation begging for food. I told you, didn't I? 
And the Lord said, why would this happen? Because of their pride against me. I will crush their pride and they will know that I am the Lord, the God of their fathers. And I will bring them to their knees and they will call on me and then I will restore their fortunes. Now if you look at our decision on Brexit, it's not a decision really of majority, I believe. It is the majority that put in votes, but it's not the representation of the majority that are citizens. Okay? Why do I say that? If it, was, if it wasn't so, why should some people start signing in a protest? And we've got over 4 million protests against the same thing. Could the people signing the protest be new people? Or could they be one of the old people who just didn't want it? If we choose the force as an option, then it means that if you add the 4 million with the people who voted before, they outnumber those who voted Brexit. Let me say this to you. What is, the, what is the future of the United Kingdom? I will help you understand better what the prophetic says. This is subject to anybody's uh, acceptance or, you know, or disagreement, but you will live to see. Even those who led, in, led the nation into, you know, campaigning about Brexiting, when we Brexited, they said we didn't know it was going to be so. Now they now call them and say, what plan do you have? They say, we don't have any plan. If you understand the code that is coming from the EEC now, it seems as if we are about to enter the fulfillment of the third prophecy, which brought our nation to beg for food. Let me say something to you. For the past eight weeks, eight months rather, good enough, I have been studying about the economic crisis in the whole world as an intellectual. The things I discovered shook my heart. Having studied the first crisis of Baron, Baron's Bank, the crisis of Aaron and Welcome, the crisis of Pamelat in United States, the Aaron and Welcome crisis that led to the SOX of America. The consequence of SOX itself, Serbian Oxley Act, 2002. The reformation that emerged in Great Britain by several intellectuals coming together and looking at why did this crash happen. Then I studied Latin American crash the whole of Latin American countries, studied the Asian crisis, and the two nations who escaped the crisis, China and India, and why did they escape the crisis? Studied what the head of Fed, Alan Greenspan, wrote, and studied the critiques against it. Then write my opinion. Why would God allow me to be in this kind of studies at this time that prophecy is happening? It's because Prophetic also needs knowledge to articulate what the prophetic is saying. For when God speaks in intellectual words to explain prophecy, it takes an intellectual man to understand the implication of what God is saying. I'm in a position today to understand very precisely 
not as a layman, what God is saying, and to be seeing it happening before my eyes without remedy. Somebody is saying to me, why am I saying this? You will know it in a minute. Well, we all in England, we believe that, well, we will negotiate our way out. Last week tells you, the door against Great Britain is stronger than an iron door. Not from France that we thought, neither from Germany, because their statement is clear. No negotiation until you activate your exit. If someone thinks that we are so smart in England, after we have initiated the Article 50, we will be able to diplomatically find our way. I see a future for the United Kingdom. I see a future when the Article 50 was, was, was signed and was initiated. I saw total doors shut. I saw people in, in, the, in the EU right now holding a backdoor meeting and distributing among themselves what Britain had been supplying to them so that by the time Britain will say, Article 50, here we come. They will tell you, we do not need you. And they really do not need us. Then they will say to us, you have to go to the back of the queue. It was ironically spoken by Obama. And we refuse to understand. Now, if we have to go to the back of the queue, those of you who are international lawyers will understand and agree with me that it does not take, inter, international relations does not take two months to settle. Neither does it take one year to settle. When it comes to trade, it, it involves a lot of reasoning and a lot of factors which takes years, minimum three years. The fact, another fact of the matter is this. Can we say we will shut our door against them Come on now. What can a boy do in the midst of strong men? Oh, let's shut that door. We'll suffer. Because when they shut that door, many will go jobless in England. Many organizations will be forced to close down. Already now, they are sacking people. They are trimming down high organizations now. Listen to me. If we say Rolls Royce should not supply again to them, then Rolls Royce will have to sack many people who are employed in Britain. They talked about Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz can stop their supply to Britain and divert to other countries. We are the one who own Mercedes-Benz. We will ask for the parts to maintain our Mercedes-Benz and they will sell it to us more expensive now with higher tariff. Do you know something? You are God's people intelligent people, but I want to help you understand about the things that you are sitting upon and the evil or calamity that is about to happen upon the face of the earth, especially the region that you dwell in. To help you understand, is there a way out? Certainly yes. Certainly yes. But the way out now that many of you know, you are playing games with it. Then what happens to a game player with God? I will let you understand in this minute. My discussion with you today is very brief. I stand, I say this to you again and again, in the things that I tell you, if anybody thinks that he knows better, let him see me after service and let's talk. Let us talk about it. Maybe I may learn something from you. 
But from the evidence of researches I have done, together with my professors, what I'm telling you is a fact. It's not based on presumption. The whole of this week, this is what we are dealing with in our retreat. But let me say this to you, therefore. When doors begin to shut, and European doors shut, and Britain said, let's go to France. And France says, sorry, I am a member of European Union. Let's go to Germany. It says, I'm a member of European Union. Now, where will they go? Africa, that they have despised. China, and China have to decide whether to follow the big markets, which is Europe, or to deal with one man at the expense of losing the big market. And if I were you, and were China, the answer is no. No. Let me say this to you, beloved. So, therefore, I want you to know, evidently, that as God spoke to us in 2003 and 2004, the third recession has hit the globe. Now, July 2016. In the book of Psalm, it says, In the days of disaster, you will not perish. In the days of recession, my people will enjoy plenty. Why will God allow all this to happen? I was, I was informed by the scriptures that there was a time that civilization got to a peak. In the book of Genesis chapter 6, chapter 11, and men decided to begin to invent alternative methods of building their houses. And then to secure themselves in building tower. But we understand from other studies that that tower was a culture of the, um, you know, the uh, idolatry nations. Because at the top of the tower they put an, an altar for an idol there. So God came down to check. Because the people you are united and their belief is in their brain. And they believe that there is nothing they cannot do. They believe that there is no God really. God should be where he is. We will do anything here. So in chapter 11 of Genesis verse 6, God says something interesting. The Lord said, before then he came, let's go and see what they are doing. Then the Lord said, let me read from verse 5. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that men were building. God came from heaven physically. Like he did in chapter 18 when we were looking on Friday with our friend Abraham. And after God came to see the city, verse 6 it says, And God said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Alright? So what did God do? The next slide, shall we read it together? <laughs> Whenever I read this, I say, oh my God. The first one spoke about God, the Father. And then in the second one, he said, come. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the angels. 
Let us go and teach them that I am God. But let me say something to you. Whenever God comes like that in his judgment, it is, his, it is to use the judgment to fulfill his divine purpose. That is why men scattered. That is why some of you, I can't, know, I can't understand your language, you can't understand my language. God confused their language. God spoke. And the source of human language changed. <laughs> and various languages emerged. And when the Chinese speaker could not understand the Japanese, the Japanese found an accomplice and they moved. The third recession will break Babel and bring the needs of nations to bow before the one who made heavens and the earth. That is the purpose. But let me say something to you. If that is God's intention, so that the eyes of men will turn to him, something practical will begin to happen now, because some companies already have started retrenching people. Okay? Many people will be retrenched. Such retrenchments that will, that will demand maybe a closer examination of employment, contra, employment law with the law of contract. Because somebody who has served an organization for 25 years is, is expected to go with benefits and retirement. Okay? By employment law. But the fact is that if because of a problem that happened to the whole nation and the company sat down and found out that tomorrow we are bankrupt, we are solid today, we are liquid, but for these decisions that have been taken, we are gone. So they're going to receivership. If they're going to receivership, they sack everybody, and by contract law, you are not entitled to any remuneration except that which is determined after all debts have been paid. You are not the force on the queue. As an employee, I would get now. What happened is that they could even give to employ, uh, employees 100 pounds. Now, in our in the, um, Bank of Ireland now, the Bank of Ireland, Irish Bank, okay? Recently, about a few months ago, they wrote to everybody who has stock there. People who, who paid 25000 to buy stock, they offered them, I think, um, 18p for a stock now. They offered them something about 200 or something like that for 25000 investment. Can you sue them? You can't. That is contract law. It's different from employment law. An employment law does not guarantee you what your benefits are. It is the contract law that determines what your benefits are. Listen to me. So there will be many who become jobless. If that is the reality facing us, let me ask you a question one minute. If you went to your office next week and they said to you that your job is gone, what next? Your bill remains, your mortgage, 
your light be remains, your gas be remains. Have you ever imagined what would you do should that happen to you? If you haven't imagined it, think about it. Could you do something better than what you are doing now? Yes. Because whenever the wind blows like that all over the world and some people are thrown out, there are craters opened across the globe that some people have to enter. People who are low before become rulers of big. Somebody will just call somebody somewhere that, you know, when we are working together in this organization, I've been watching you. You are so good. Now, I have been called into this organization and I need to pull people around me. Can you join with me now? And before you know it, you are appointed to a higher role, a higher pay, a higher benefit. That can only happen by God. Not by man. Not by man. Not by man. But at that time, God cannot honor a man who had not been honoring him. God says, if I am your father, where is my honor? Let me read this to you. The book of Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Don't worry. I am in control. Don't worry. Just be calm. The Lord has taken care of that one. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to what? Read it together, shall we? Read it again. You know, I want to ask you something. How many days in a week do you go to work? Answer together. Say, say, say it loud. Well, some people do six or seven. All right? But Monday to Friday in Great Britain, you go to work. Yes? Come on now, let's talk. Yeah. Somebody who goes to work Monday to Friday, normally, that's your contract, and suddenly you felt that you should be going to work Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. What happens at the end of the month? Your pay packet will tell you, because your annual salary is based on performance of some duties, which has been calculated by hours of input expected on a daily basis. Therefore, if you choose to go to work Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, if your company choose to permit that, they will pay you for Monday and Wednesday and Friday, and they will deduct Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now, if you make that a regular practice, I'm sure your boss will give you a query. Why? Because your contribution on Tuesdays and Thursdays, which you withdrew from, has an exponential effect on the returns of the company. And the company will prefer to employ somebody who will give them Monday to Friday, who is serious, than somebody who thinks that, let me just do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If your job demands Monday to Friday. Second time, we give you a query. Third time, 
If he is merciful, he will give you a query and the next time, summary dismissal, you will be dismissed with, with ignominy. Listen to me. If you fall in love with somebody, if a man falls in love with a man, a woman, and this man has never married, and that woman, the man invited him out for talk to discuss because he loves the woman so much. And he invited him to Kentucky Fried Chicken and the woman didn't show up. He invited him again to McDonald's, the woman didn't show up. And he said to himself, maybe she likes Chinese. And he went to, to the Chinese uh, city in London around Soho and invited him to the biggest, to the biggest place. She didn't show up. And he was, okay, let me go to Debenhams. Maybe she loves the city. And he invited her to Debenhams, rather. And then she didn't show up. And then suddenly the woman showed up and said, Oh, my husband-to-be, I love you so much. You are the best guy. You look fine. Your clothes, I love it. I love your shape. I love your, your glasses. I love your shirt. I love your shoes. I love this, this and that. Thank you for what you have been doing for me. Thank you for all this. Oh, you know, you bought me a bag some time ago from, from Debenham. You bought me this and stuff. And how told the man how great the man is. And as the man was looking at her, she now said, Do you know something? I need a, I need a holiday to Dubai. And it's going to cost a thousand pounds. Can you give me the ticket, please? You know what the man will say? All right, I will, I will, I will talk to you later. All right? So is a Christian who chooses and picks services for God. They pray in this church Monday to Friday. Some of you. One hour, Jesus said, watch for me. They will leave their work, they will come and pray. You will go and sleep and have your pleasure. On Tuesdays, every week in this church, <clears throat> they will come to study Bible. You will not. On Friday, they will gather again with everybody after the one hour prayer. They have another fellowship. Each of those meetings, God came. God spoke. God had problems. He needed man to speak so that he can act. But when he came to Christ's tabernacle meeting, which he called for prayer, those he met there, he put his words in their mouth. And so they were able to pray the will of God and God was able to, to do his work on earth. <clears throat> Let me say something to you, therefore. And on Sunday you show up and you tell God how much you love him. The God who asked for you and you are not there for him. The God who called a dinner and you refused to show up. The God you are not mindful of for the whole week doing what you think you need to do very selfish in attitude against the love of God, then you come on Sunday after praising Him and telling Him how much good He is, you are not asking Him for blessing. No wonder He didn't give you. Because the angels will say, we were here on Monday. You were not there. We were here on Tuesday. You were not there. We were here on Wednesday. On Friday we showed up. And the Father sent us to this house. And we did not see you there. And the people we saw, they have been working for the Father. Because the burden of the Father, He gave to them, and they spoke it out. That is the reason why God could do this in this city. That is the reason why God could do this in the life of a member in the church that have been struggling with the devil. But you were not there. So on Sunday when you ask Him for blessing, these angels are the ones who are in place to take your request to the Father and bring from the Father to you. They will certainly say, Lord, this is not the way. That person was not there. 
Maybe you are the one that your voice is loudest in the prayer. Maybe you are the one that your voice is loudest in praise. Even you cry when you are worshipping. The angels will bypass you and they will say to them, to themselves, look at these hypocrites. And maybe there's another person who comes every time to pray and the person is sitting over there saying, Lord, please have mercy on me. That is the one they will go to. If you were the one, what will you do? You won't do different. You won't do different. If a woman sees a man who is always demanding, 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 demanding without also considering giving to her, I'm sure she would not go ahead and marry such a man. That is a selfish love. A person who does not, who expects you to care for him all the time, but he, he does not care for you when you have a need, is not there for you. I'm sure such love is imbalanced, and I'm sure it makes the heart of man sad. So is God. Haven't he saved you by the blood of his son? Haven't he built his church and said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail? And to build his church, he has to build through his family on earth. And First Timothy chapter 3 verse 11 told you that you are his family. Hasn't he told you and then listened to his family? He came to visit his family. He came to assign his family so that they can work with him as the one that is invisible cannot physically build anything on earth, but through the physical man who he can walk through. And you were not there. You complain to him. You go to parties. And pleasure yourself all over the whole place and at, at, at the expense of him. So if he does not answer you, even when you cry blood, he's justified. For he says to the wayward, I will be wayward. And he says to the upright, I will be upright. Let me show you something about God. Acts chapter 2 we read. He says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. To fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. <clears throat> the next verse says, Shall we read it together? <coughs> mm-hmm. The next verse. The next verse. And the next verse. <coughs> Read it again. And then. You know these people who they are talking about that they devoted themselves day and then day and then they attended temple, then they broke bread. Who is referred to as they? One of them was Luke, a physician, a medical doctor, who had his own surgery as we understand by other writings and from the scripture, in Philippi. And through medical means, we were told by history that he cured people with legionnaire diseases. Apostle Luke. We have people who have fishing companies and trawlers who created employment for other people. We have accountants. We have lawyers among them, we have great politicians among them, we have national leaders like Cornelius, and they all attended the temple. 
daily. <laughs> they went to church daily. You can tell me that somebody who attends church daily compared with somebody who attends church once in a week have equal love for the God that they attend. It's not true. It's not true. A student may have a form of studying and convince everybody that he is a studious student. The result of his examination we should. We have people who live false life telling people how much intelligent they are, how good they are in the academics. When others graduate, they never graduate. Listen to me. If you want God to love you, show me how much you love Him. The love of God is not it is universal, but the love of God had different faces. Someone said to me that, oh, is that not theologically wrong? Sorry, read about Israel and Jacob. Read about Israel and the rest of nations. Why did God pick just one nation and destroy others? But of course, God loved the whole world. But yet, He destroyed some people. And some people became so stubborn, he punished them, and then he forgave them. Listen to me. Why did God say, to the wayward I shall be wayward? To the upright I shall be upright. Why did God say, turn unto me, and I will turn unto you? Those things are basic and simple, but they are law. God will not turn to somebody who doesn't want to turn to him. It will be a waste of his time. But to anyone who seek him, they find him because that is his equitable order. That is his law. Seek and then you find. He didn't say find and then you seek. He said ask and you shall receive. What about the one who keeps his mouth shut? He so will remain with him. Knock and the door shall be opened. What about the one who felt that don't bother me, you know, all those things are just worries. He will stand before the door, he'll be shut forever. I'm talking to you about your God, the one you submit your life to. Let me say something to you. Among these people, therefore, we know that there are people of various businesses. One of them was Aquila and Priscilla. They had a big event company, and also big construction company. They manufacture tents. Local and industrial tents. And we recognize that Paul, who was a lawyer, all right, had to go and learn from them so that he can change his career because of his moving about. He became a tent maker. In the house of Aquila and Priscilla, their husband and wife business. But they attended the temple daily. <laughs> Today I wanted to talk to you about, you know, I've been teaching you about the rights and privileges of a believer, the sons of God. I was going to teach you about the privilege of angels, the angelic ministry. But I will teach you when I, by next Sunday. Listen to me. The privileges that is attached to salvation 
is remote in the life of many who go to church. Why? Because they do not adhere to the principle of law. They don't love God really. They, they, they hate God really in their heart because they take God for a ride all the time. They go to the God they think they can always arrest and blame Him for everything that they did. They say, God did not answer me. Why should God answer you? You are selfish. I will not answer a man who doesn't love me. Why will I answer you? You will not either. A man who profess to love, he hates. Hatred is not just a thing of the mind. It is a function of attitude. If I say I hate you, does not mean I hate you. It is my action thereafter that shows you that I really hate you. If I say I care for you, that doesn't mean I care for you. What you will expect from me is an attitude that shows care. If I say I mind about you, well, good. But I did after shows whether I really mind. Somebody that you say you love and you care for is suffering and you took away your eyes from him. Is that love? Somebody is aching. In the book of Isaiah chapter 6, a man, young man is Isaiah. He said on the day, in the year Uzziah died, I saw heavens open. And I saw the Lord seated on his throne, and his strength filled the temple, and I heard the voice of God said, <coughs> Who shall we send, or who shall go for us? In the whole world, nobody answered. He wept. And he says, Here am I, send me. To him who says, Here am I, he said to him, Because you have said, Here am I, send me, and I'm sending you. If you look at Isaiah, he was the only prophet in the Old Testament who saw the maximum revelation about Jesus Christ unborn. From the conception to the birth, to the death, to the resurrection, to his ascension, to coming again and his judgment, to rapture. Because he said to God, here am I, there are many Jews in Israel, they did not even hear. But they were worshipping God in their own way. They worship God in their own way, isn't it? Let me say something to you. Christianity is not the way you think. It's the way the Bible writes. Listen to me, therefore. Your attitude towards God must change. Look, we are having recession coming. As far as I am concerned, and God told me, and God even spoke it on Friday, he says, CFT, that is the place where you will become rich. That's what God said. That this recession, com- this recession coming, it is for God to lift up those who are the saints of God on earth. You understand? Thank you. That it is for God to appoint the future leaders. People who will advise government and bring solutions. People will advise organizations and parastatals in the midst of chaos and confusion and they will bring a revolution into parastatals. Listen to me. This is a season. But if a man does not wake up to God and sincerely love him and show it, and a man is treating God like a, me- a mechanic that when your car breaks down, that's what you remember. If a man does that, in this day he will cry, God will answer. God will answer. God will answer. What is the evidence? 
that Acts said every day they attend, they continue to meet together in the temple court, they broke bread in their homes, and what? Ate together with glass and sincere heart. The next verse says what? Read it again. Read it again. Let me help you understand something. It says, praising God and enjoying favor. So favor came because they attended temple daily. In this season, for anyone not to regret unless the favor of God rests upon you, I tell you, I warn you. Okay? I, as a spiritual head, okay, what I teach you, if I don't do it, I will be accursed. Are you listening to me? If I'm telling you to do what I will not do, okay, then you have nothing to follow. But I'm telling you, there was a man who was a blind man. His demise was so terrible that they used that blindness to distinguish him among people of the same name. But one day, Jesus was passing by. And when he heard it was Jesus, the Bible says he cried on top of his voice. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus did not stop. He cried again. Why did Jesus stop at the first cry? Jesus had. But grace cannot work for anyone that the favor of God did not rest. Okay? If I have the grace of healing, which I do have, when I operate in that grace and pray for 300 cripples, it's only the cripple that favor rests upon that my grace can work in. Because God puts the grace, God performs the miracle. So you may have many other people who are there who are not healed. Let me give you an example. One day, Jesus went to the pool called Bethesda. And in the pool, the blind and the lame, the crippled and all manners of sick people always gathered there. But when Jesus entered, he saw these sick people and he went to one man. Okay? One man. One man. One man. What distinct that man is favor? Favor draws grace to you. You will not seek after grace when favor is upon you. Listen to me. Listen to me. There was a famine in the land. And God spoke to a servant of God. In the whole of the country, there is a woman who is a widow. Among all the widows, go to her. That woman did not know favor rested upon her, even when the prophet located her. And the prophet said to her, Woman, what do you have for me to eat? The woman said, My Lord, I have nothing except just one little thing for me and my son to eat and then die. 
And the man of God said, Woman, prepare that for me first. And you and your household will leave. And the woman perceived by the, by the statement that this is a servant of God. And the woman said, Yes, sir. He went, she went home, prepared the meal, and called the servant of God, brought him home. And as the woman was going to do the preparation, grace spoke. Woman, you are the one upon whom the favor rests. Hear the word of the Lord. Throughout this recession, you will not be hurt. You and I will have enough to eat from that little. That little you have will multiply. You know, some people I know, some ministers have abused that, asking money from people. But if you are in a meeting when any minister uses that to raise money, tell that minister that the second part of it will be fulfilled because the minister who received is the one who multiplied that resources. Are you with me now? You can't use the widow of Zarephath to go and raise money for yourself. You can't. Because Elijah multiplied that food. He didn't take the money and run away. He didn't take the food and run the woman bankrupt. He remained there to see that that food is really multiplying enough for them throughout the famine. The minister will come and rip you and take money away. No, tell him we will have to live together. Oh yes, people abuse the word of the Lord, but you only need to be intelligent to understand that God is not really saying that. But this is what I'm saying. Favor, 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 favor. When the angel appeared to Mary, he said the woman upon who the favor of God rests. But for favor to rest upon you, you must be a God seeker. Not money seeker. Not flesh seeker. Pleasure seeker. Sin seeker. Let me say something to you guys. On Friday, God began to rebuke us. And I think this also I want to tell you before I stop, because I was going to take you to the end of this and I stop. You know, we are in summer now. Yes? Is this summer they call this time? It is summer. Everyone who is ordained in this church, and all my workers, understand this. Look at the way I appear. Is it not summer? I put on my collar. You don't come to meeting casual and dress down God. He gave you the money worshipping with what you have. I came on Friday at the door and I saw the protocol. I said, these people are under a good leader. Well dressed. Posh. I went to the choir. They all dressed like they are going to Jamboree. I looked at some members too. So, so. And when you go to birthday and go to parties, you put on all the gorgeous stuff. Come on, think about that now. To celebrate the person who didn't bless you, but the one who provided the money for you, you dress down before him. Ushers who on Friday, they just wore anything. Do you know something? <laughs> I've never seen an angel all my life approach me and dress down. They are mission. All the time, they are mission. Well dressed. Not only that, well composed. 
Okay? Not only that, good representatives of heaven with dignity they walk. With excellence they do everything. We can easily take God for granted. Someone say, what has that to do? In Christ the tabernacle, it never happened in my history that a person will come and stand on my, on my pulpit among you wearing jeans to come and preach here. I will personally go and drag you down. Oh, you didn't see me do it. I mean, if I'm your leader, you look at me to, 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 to operate. You look at me to do things. If you do contrary to what I do, you have detangled yourself from my leadership. It is unethical for ministers to do so. You know, those of you who are lawyers here will understand. You don't go to court and just wear anything you like to court as a barrister, correct? If you are not properly dressed, the judge will walk you out of his court. You don't go to professional dinners and just walk anyhow. They won't let you enter from the gate. So therefore, honor God with your substance, the Bible says, not just money. The Lord corrected us on that. Another thing the Lord corrected us on is, don't come late to the banquet. Every day we meet with God is a party. It's a banquet. Don't come late. Don't treat God with lateness. And expect God to respond to you swiftly. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. But let me say this to you. Destiny for us is that we reap good things. Isn't it? It says, I wish above all things that you all would prosper and be of what? Good health. Even as what? Prosperous. Now let me help you understand something practical. That is God's wish. Yes? Which is God's design. Yes? Look at Isaiah 55 verse 8. We'll soon finish now. Oh yes, I've finished. When did we start the service? 11 o'clock. We started service at uh, 10. Uh, we should have finished by now. Listen to this. Shall we together? Who is speaking? So God is thinking about you. He's thinking about you. What's the next thing he says? And my ways? Uh-huh. Let's go reading it. Yes. The next verse, please. Yes. Do you know you know what you read there? There are just a few things there. One, God is thinking about you. Oh, only me. Among all the billions, yes. It thinks about ants. It thinks about bush rodents. When the bush rodent is hungry and it can't find food, a human being will just go and buy 
rodent food. And he will walk to where that rodent is. And he will pour the food on the ground. And that rodent eats. It's not your decision to go and buy. No. The one who created heaven and earth moved you. He led you to the place because he has ordained for that rodent to feed from you. Okay? You will scatter the food on the streets. And the bird will just come and eat it. Because that bird, God had commanded the bird to go and get food there. And he had commanded your spirit to bring the food there. And you can't do alternatively because he controls everybody, both good and bad and ugly. Witches and wizards will do the same. So, God thinks about all what he had created. So, for you to understand that he's thinking about you, not just like those things, but as a child of God, a member of his family. He has thoughts for you. He had plans for you. Okay? And he said, the word I send will achieve what I purpose. God wants to fulfill the word he said to you in your life. He said, we will not return back to him void, empty. He has a mandate concerning your life. But let me say, if you go to that third John, which says, I wish above all things that you all prosper. And also be at good health. As your soul are all of us of good health right now, physically. No. Have all of us prospered? No. Why? There are conditions to it. On that Friday, as we are worshiping, God began to deal with healing, creative miracles. If you were there and you needed it, it's done. When God finished, he closed the chapter, I moved to something else. Are we together now? Every time you come to the presence of God, you don't go sin. Stand upon your feet. Let's pray for ourselves. That the Lord God will help our spirit. You know, the one behind all this weariness, tiredness, and also complaint before God is the devil. He wants to deceive us. Jesus says the thief has come, but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But the Son of Man has come that you may have what? Life and have it what? You are going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, help me, help me, help me. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Tell the Lord, help me to serve you. Help me to worship you. Help me to acknowledge you. Help me to honor you. Help me to respect you. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Tell the Lord I will serve you the way I should. This is the household of God. It's not a household of anybody. Help me, Lord, to turn my heart towards you. Help me, Lord, to be faithful and be loyal to you. Jesus. Several times people have made up their mind that they're going to seek you, they're going to seek you, but the enemy comes soon after that to quell and quench all the aspiration. Lord, deliver every soul. Father, we pray thee. 
the Lord, help me to attend your, your temple daily. Help me to worship you with all my heart and my feet and the fear of the Lord in me. Let me be dependable, oh God, that heaven can depend on me. That the Father can depend on me and rejoice over me because I'm taking care of his work on earth. Change my heart, the heart of my family. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' anointed name we are free. You know, I heard the Spirit of God said this to me. He said, tell them, do they know, unless the Lord build a house, the labor and vendor build. I know many people who chase money. They die poor. I went to open a church yesterday, built by one of my sons. I told them in New Cross, I wish all these my member leaders, I took them along to go and see. All of them leaders, pastor, deacon, deaconess, everybody have lay hands on to come and see. That man has no helper. Okay, and God told him to go to Greece. In the time, Greece didn't have, he had few black people. He told his stories. His story is just like my story. You see, he had somebody who was there, their prayer partners from university, they pray daily. <laughs> the man met me, and the Lord told him to sub- submit to me years back. The man said to me recently, Apostle, when I came to Christ with Tabernacle, I listen to what God is telling you. I go to my church and regurgitate. So we started Overcomers VG. They do Overcomers VG every last Friday. First, second, third, victory night. They do it every last Friday. He said, anything that God tells you to do, you do. I just go to my church. This is what God is saying to us to do. This is our father. That's the person we belong to. You start a prayer, we start prayer. That building that he built there, when he got the building, I'll tell you the story next week. When he got the building, I went there. It was a ranch. Cobwebs everywhere. It was derelict. Hole in the building. If you get there today, I will take all my leaders there. We will go on a trip to go and visit him. Right? He built it without debt. It cost over a million. Every penny came. The members of his church, there are not more than 50 who built it. One million pounds above there. How did he get it? Let me even tell you. They were worshipping in the church. That church always, they would do their service, they would tell them to use the, the next part. And they, one of the ladies came in the all-white church. And he said, look, can you please tell your members that we want to build the kitchen so that they can contribute and we can raise the money? He said, all right. As he was working away, the Lord said, you go and build that kitchen for them. Ah, build kitchen. Where will I have money? Because, you know, you think kitchen is very expensive. So he went back and said, excuse me, how much is the kitchen? And the woman said, 3,000. He said, you have it now. I will give you the money. The woman said, are you sure? He said, yes. He said, are you really sure? (laughs) He said, yes. And he gave it. As he was going, the Lord said to him that you will never owe. After he obeyed, few months after, they found this place. He took me there. I spoke over that place. After he explained all his vision, every room and everything, we went to dedicate it yesterday. He did not owe the bank. 
for payments to buy, neither did he owe the bank for repair, uh, renovation. There is a God who is faithful, but you must be faithful. You must be faithful. If there's any one of you who have been playing games with God, just change. Alright, God loves you, that's why he made me come and tell you. Because what God, wants to do, what God wants to do in your life is beyond what you can imagine. But you must allow him by serving him. We are great together. I can hear you, church. Look at the mouth of the person beside you and say yes. If you didn't say yes, say I say yes for you. Uh-huh, so <laughs> let's take our seats in the heavenly places. We must all prosper. By fire, by force, you will prosper. Fire, please. You know, let me ask you this before I go. Uh, we, we have the honor of having Pastor Dakosukun. He is a senior pastor for Nigeria. Please, Pastor, stand up and let the whole church welcome you. That is Pastor Dakosukun. And then we have Pastor Katar Singh. He is the coordinator for India. When you see giant men and women visiting you, you don't think they came here to play. By this time tomorrow, we will all be in the retreat. Retreat is different from seminar. Every hour for four days, it will be barrage from heaven. Serious barrage from heaven. I will get it now. And this year is going to be the greatest of all years. Yes? Because the focus I have this year is the remedy for failure. If it has to be titled. And God has equipped us fully. Alongside with me is Dr. Um, Stewart. Dr. Stewart Obi, who in, in the history of Republic of, no, no, the Island Britain, Northern Ireland, there was no private hospital and he had vision from God and he started private hospital when nobody ever had it. Then he started nursing home when no private person had it. Now his nursing home became a PLC. His hospital became the best in the whole of Ireland. Till today, his hospital is better than general hospital. He's coming to teach us. And I've told him, just tell us how you made it. Amen. So we are going to go there, come back refreshed. I told you I've been studying for eight months and writing papers on reason for corporate failure. And I finished it this week. I submitted a project on that yesterday. So in the position I am now, by the grace of God, that, le- that curriculum is set. You can go to the University of uh, Liverpool Potter and look at it. You will see there, this program is set to train people who will advise government of nations and corporate organizations. And I can now. I guarantee you that. And we are going to be dealing with things that can turn business around practically. Things that can call, take a person from a local business owner to international operations. That is the same thing we need to make church like that. That is the same thing we need to turn individual life to a success. 
when we come back from there, they will be talking to the whole church. So these guys are just in for the seminar and for the, for the retreats. Remember when we go, you must pray. Because when Moses went to the mountain, Joshua went to the foot of the mountain, and the rest of the Israelites remained in camp. Nothing happened to them. But whenever God visited Moses on the mountain, Joshua did not know God was visiting him. You had Elisha, Elijah, and sons of prophets. Elisha was following Elijah. But the sons of prophets looked from afar and said, Do you know God is taking your, son, your, your master away today? They had the knowledge of revelation, but they do not have the understanding of it. Because they were not close to the man. So when we go to seek God on your behalf, God expects you to be here praying also. So in this place we pray every day 7 p.m. to 8. Except on Tuesday that we go from 7 p.m. to about 9.30. And on Friday we go from 7 p.m. to about 9 o'clock. So you can come over every day. You should come over so that we pray together. When I come back I will take you to many more things. Now, I want to do a survey here. How many doctors and nurses are in this building? Please stand up.